It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's going on, Danny, man? It's good to see you, bro. Man, it's good to see you, too. I I gotta be honest with you, man. Today's episode, I'm hyped up about it. Tell the listeners who we spoke with today. Yeah. Okay. So today we brought in Steven Pesavento. Uh, Steven's the host of the Investor Mindset Podcast, and he's an active investor who curates commercial real estate investments for clients at Von Finch Capital. Uh, he's raised tens of millions of dollars, which have successfully cycled through multiple assets. And through his top-rated podcast and private investor community, he brings together real estate investors to not only learn, but also teaches them how to put these strategies to work in their lives. Yeah, man. I got to be honest. We touch on uh, some key principles uh, in this episode that you guys don't want to miss. So make sure to tune in the entire episode. But before we jump into today's show, we want all the listeners to know that we truly appreciate you tuning in. And if you'd like to show some love or haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us attract more guests, grow the podcast, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. Also, if you're a passive real estate investor or looking to learn more about passive investing, then check out our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can find our passive investing guide and apartment syndication sample deal that will have you primed and ready for when the real opportunities come your way. Also, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there, so make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode with Steven Pesavento. Steven, it's great to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Man, I'm, I'm super glad to be here. I love what you guys are doing and love to... Uh be able to jump in and chop it up. Yeah, man. We're, we're definitely excited to have you on the show. Definitely excited to jump in uh, today's topics. We think it's, it's very important. But uh, before we do that, let's take some time and uh, give our listeners a bit more context about your background and your current focus. Yeah. So Stephen Pesavento, host of the Investor Mindset podcast and uh, managing principal at Von Finch Capital. And what I really do in my focus today is I really help investors make breakthroughs, both from people who are looking to create a career out of real estate as an operator or somebody like majority of my clients who are looking to invest passively. They're people who have already figured it out. They've already found a career that's making them a lot of money that they enjoy. And they're just looking for a way to be able to take advantage of some of those upside, the benefits that really only real estate can offer. And so, you know, it's been a wild road. I flipped over 200 houses. I've raised tens of millions of dollars, you know, and we focus on buying multifamily apartments. But the funny thing is growing up as a kid, I wanted to be one of two things. And you guys might find this kind of funny. So I wanted to either be a chef like Emeril Lagasse, or I wanted to renovate houses like Bob Vila. And I'll tell you, I watched a lot of Food Network and a lot of HGTV as a kid. So definitely you can see how that kind of influence paid off a little bit. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up with two amazing, loving parents. But, you know, I learned that life was always changing really early. Parents got divorced multiple times. I lived seven different places before I was 13. But there was one subject that was always the cause 
of massive amounts of pain, massive fighting, and it always came back to money. And I know a lot of the listeners can relate to that because maybe they grew up in that kind of household, the kind of household where don't ask for anything, ask somebody else for it, you know, go figure out how to get it on your own. And that anytime money came up, it just ended up causing massive amounts of stress. And I can actually remember when I was a kid and I was 15 and imagine yourself walking into the kitchen and seeing your dad crying yet again about money. And it wasn't even about the money, but it was about everything that was connected to it. So I decided then and there that I was going to do whatever it took to figure out a way to not ever have that feeling. So I started hustling. I started selling anything that I could find to be able to make a buck on, you know, selling paintball gear online, you know, doing the old Craigslist and, you know, really reselling stuff on eBay, you know, to selling booze out of my trunk in college and, and, and in high school, but not necessarily proud of all the ways that I went about hustling to make things happen. But I was determined that no matter what, I was going to find my way there. And I started my career. I went the traditional route into management consulting after university. And I found that, I don't know, maybe some of you guys will relate, but I was sold that this was going to be the answer. And I had more money than I could ever have dreamt about. And I was making great income and I had the big career title, but I wasn't fulfilled. It was something was missing. So I've been on this journey ever since. Real estate, has been the biggest linchpin of changing that in part because it's full of so many people who are just like me, who have that growth mindset, who are committed to change, who are interested in understanding how successful people think and be able to go out there and execute to be able to make a better life. And real estate is just a great tool. And so, you know, that's pretty much why I'm here. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty powerful, especially at a young age, seeing that, you know, all the stuff of, you know, challenges with money. I think a lot of us have gone through that in our personal lives. So to be able to take that and use it as fuel, um, it's really it really says a lot about you. Right. Um, and to be able to overcome these challenges, uh, I think it's pretty important. I do have to ask one question, though. You know, you said, you know, you watched a lot of Bob Vila, a lot of Emeril Lagasse. How are your cooking skills? Are they are they top notch or what does that look like? I'm great at cooking and I really was on that path. I mean, I cooked from, I cooked in kitchens from 14 to 21 and, uh, you know, my last or second to last year of college, I quit, doubled up my course load up to 19 credits after I was working full time while taking a full time class load. And uh, I've never worked a commercial kitchen again. And I love, I love doing it. It's one of those things. And some people relate, I get into a flow state where nothing else exists and I'm really good at it but it wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to create. And I grew up in a pretty blue collar type household. You know, my mom uh, was a teacher, but made more money uh, waiting tables, you know, now owns a bar. So she's an entrepreneur as well. Um, but I grew up, you know, around, you know, house renovations, around building houses, carpentry. And that was, you know, the kind of rough and tumble type of people that I was around. And I think as I was in that environment, I realized love all the people but this is not the life that I want to create. And I need to surround myself with people who are on a different path so I can own the restaurant, but I don't need to work in it. Perfect. Love that. Love that, man. Hey, so, you know, we want to jump into something that we kind of talked about in your bio. You are the host of the Investor Mindset Podcast, which, you know, we highly recommend to our listeners. Make sure to go check out Steven's podcast. He brings on, you know, you're bringing on great guests, provide a ton of value, man. Um, so make sure if uh, you know, you listen to this right now, go check out Steven's podcast. It's great. And so that's kind of where we want to start today, you know, is with mindset. So talk to us about what you mean by like the investor mindset and why it's so important. Yeah. So at the core mindset is really, really simple. The way that I look at it is mindset is the thoughts and beliefs that end up leading to the action that you take in your life and therefore the outcomes that you experience, those results that you experience. 
So simply put, by changing what you think and how you think it and what you believe, you're able to directly impact what you do and how that ends up showing up in the world. And so a great example of why this is so important is when we dive into learning how other successful people think, we're able to apply those ways of thinking, those beliefs, those, those thoughts, and we can actually just install them in our own head. And what's interesting is when you do that and you start thinking the way that successful people think, you're going to start being more successful. You're going to start being able to have those things start happening in your life. And it's been extremely true for me, but you'll actually find that it's true for almost every successful person out there. I, you know, I've interviewed hundreds of people, great folks like Mark Manson, Chris Voss, um, you know, Joe Fairless, uh, tons of phenomenal investors you know, thought leaders, authors, people who are at the top of their career. And what's common between all of them is these five success principles, these five principles of success. And what it comes down to is the way and what they're thinking about. And so a perfect example of one of them is they get extremely clear on what they want, why they want it, and they understand who can help get them there. So the first principle is getting clear on what you want. And so often, more times than not, the more clear that you get, the more likely that you're actually going to get it. The more clear that you get, the more likely that you're actually going to take action to do it. I can even think back to just a couple of days ago, I'm sitting in my office and I've got this big project that we're rolling out, the multifamily MBA. It's a, a program for operators who are scaling up and there's a deal team component where they actually get to partner with mentors to be able to get more deals done together. It's really, really cool. And we've already had a ton of success with it, but I was sitting down to work on this new project, part of this other program that we're rolling out that goes along with it, that we all help people scale and accelerate. But I realized that I was spinning my wheels over and over again. I kept trying to figure out, well, what am I actually doing? When I actually just sat down and I asked myself, what do I want here? Why is this important? Who can help get me there? I was able to realize, oh, I have three people within my network and one person on my team who can actually just take care of executing this on my behalf. And I was able to completely, uh, you know, accomplish that goal that I was spinning my wheels on for hours or days just by asking myself a couple key questions. I mean, I, I'm curious, guys, can you relate? Uh, I mean, for me personally, absolutely. I mean, and to be honest with you, that clarity, having, having to go back and actually clarify what I'm, my goal is and what I'm trying to do. It's not easy. It hasn't been easy. You know, it, it's, uh, it's taken some, some real time and uh, dedication just to sit down and be like, Hey, you know, this is, this is exactly what I need to do and how, and how to go do it. Right. And I think your point about, you know, who can help that's massive, right? This is a team sport. Anything you're doing should be basically a team sport. You know, you should reach out to people who have done this before and, uh, and, uh, you know, see what has worked for them. So I think that's absolutely important. I think Chris has probably had something as well. So. Yeah, no, I mean, just in getting specific, the more specific, the better, you know, like, you know, just, it, I feel like it's like a, a all, every goal that we set is always a progression of steps. And if you're thinking about the big picture, it's like you're trying to skip to even just running up a set of stairs. You can't jump six steps like you're going to hurt yourself or you're, you're not mm -hmm. going to get where you need to go. Let's just break mm -hmm. it down incrementally so we can take the next logical step that actually keeps us moving. If you can't specify where you're going, then you're probably never going to get there. Well, the brain can only hold so many pieces of information in, in, in your thoughts at one time. For most people, that's somewhere between three to four. For really special people, they can hold seven to 10. 
But most people like you and me, most people are normal. There's a very, very small percentage who can hold more. So you really want to be able to get clear and break those things down on paper so that you can get clear on what you want and why you want it. The, the second big thing, and this is true with all successful people, almost everybody that I've interviewed, you know, out of hundreds of interviews of, you know, top New York Times bestsellers or anyone in between, is that they view challenges as opportunity. Maybe in that first moment, they feel stressed. Maybe they feel that anxiety. Maybe they're unsure. But in that moment, they actually see the biggest challenges, the biggest things that are potentially holding them back as the exact reason that they'll succeed. And so it's the same kind of story over and over. And you hear about, well, I started with nothing. And because of starting with nothing, I had the drive to be able to move forward and go and do things that I never thought were possible. And so it's so key and important that you, you flip the script because this goes back to the thoughts and beliefs, our mindset of what we're actually carrying, carrying with us every single day is that when I deal with this challenge, when I deal with this moment of stress, the faster that I can snap myself back into a state of mind where I say, okay, I'm dealing with a challenge. How can this actually move me forward? Ask a better question. How can this actually be something that's going to make a dramatic impact or even just a small little reminder oh, well, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling challenged. That must mean that I'm in a place of growth. This is exactly where I'm meant to be. And so those little shifts will dramatically change the result. I often times that I'm dealing with some of my clients, coaching clients, mentorship clients, people that are part of the programs where there's other mentors teaching. It's almost the same across the board that it all starts with that mindset. It all starts with making some of these shifts to realize that you have the capability to accomplish anything if you think about it the right way. Because without that, I could give you every strategy in the book and you won't do anything with it. But when we can make these little shifts and we can start thinking like successful people think, we can start actually seeing the results that they experience. And this is something that takes practice, right? I mean, for a lot of people, this might be counterintuitive. You know, some, you feel some resistance or you feel a challenge and you're not sure what to do or, you know, maybe you just kind of move on or whatever. But I know for me personally, I mean, this happened a few years ago, but when I started changing that mindset, it's like as soon as I started feeling some sort of resistance or some sort of, you know, something in my mind, like, a, you know, something's a little bit off, immediately it's like, okay, I need to take action on this right now. I can't wait. I have to do it now. And so I think, mm -hmm. I think what you said is absolutely spot on, at least for me personally, in my personal life. And I'm sure it applies uh, to everybody else as well. So I, I can, so there's five, I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree. And it's like, it, it's when you're in that state of challenge that it, it, it actually can be the foundational catalyst to launch you into the next thing. And as soon as you can remember that it'll really bring you forward. And I would love to get into all of these. We could spend a whole episode just on these five. So I'll give you guys one more but otherwise, you can just go grab this resource that we put together called the five key success principles of a successful investor. And you can do that at theinvestormindset.com slash success. Totally free. Just download a copy right from the page. Really easy. Theinvestormindset.com slash success. But the final one, I think one of the most important ones, and it's something that I'm going to tell you a little story about that I had a lot of resistance on, is that they maintain and they go and find great mentors and coaches. And let's just first define the difference between a mentor and a coach. A mentor is somebody who's already been down the path. They are living the life that you want to live in that area. Maybe that is they are, they've been married for 50 years and they have a beautiful, amazing marriage. And you're going to want to look at them as an example and start to be able to show up in your relationship the way they show up in theirs. 
or maybe that's somebody who's building the real estate business that you want to build. They've got 3000 units. They have uh, the kind of passive income that you want to create. Well, I want to look at that person to understand, well, Hey, how can I learn from that? Mentors can be paid. They can be unpaid. You just want to make sure that there's a clear incentive structure in place. A coach, on the other hand, a coach is somebody who may have been down the path as well, but they don't necessarily have to have been down that path. And sometimes it's better if they have it because a coach is there to ask you questions and to be able to pull out the best of you. Every great sports athlete that you can ever think of from Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant, everyone in between, they all had phenomenal coaches and they probably had three or four. Michael Jordan, for example, had three coaches, one that worked with him on his personal payroll since the very beginning, just in the, just in the gym, let alone all the other coaches that were around him. And the key here is that those coaches, they may not be the best player on the field. They're not going to go on the court and dominate, but they know how to get the best out of their people. And so when you look at finding great mentors and great coaches, that can help give you a little bit of guidance towards what is the path I want to take? And then how do I get the most out of myself and my unique ability on that path? And for me, I had a lot of resistance to this. I've always been a big believer in go and find other people who are doing what you're doing and, and look to model them and be able to mirror their success. This has been a core principle my entire life. It's part of the only reason why I'm even where I'm at today is because I was able to go and look for those people out in the world. But I had this huge, I had this huge reservation, this huge fear about spending money on anything because of going back to some of those beliefs that I had as a kid, spending money. I mean, you got to be an idiot if you're going to give somebody else money to do something, to, to get coached, to get mentored. God forbid to spend 30 grand to be a part of a mastermind community where you can learn those lessons in rapid pace. I thought it was all a scam. But thankfully, I had a business partner that I slowly opened my eyes to the benefit of. I first traded my time for the ability to be mentored. Then I traded my time for the ability to have access to some training program that he had already paid for. And then I eventually, through our partnership, was uh, strong. Uh, I wouldn't say strong arm, but was, it was very uh, directly pushed in that direction of being able to be a part of this mastermind community and be coached. And as a result of that, that's the reason I was able to scale up and do 75 flips my first year in the business. 100% without a doubt, that community and the fact that I was in proximity to other coaches and mentors was directly the reason. And so I'm telling you this story as somebody who's been down the path and had a ton of fear and it would have held me back if I wouldn't have had a mentor, my partner, who was able to show me the way. I've since spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on coaching and mentorship And it's been one of the biggest ROIs in my life. And I'm sure you guys can relate, but it's one of those things where a lot of people get caught up. And this is for everybody in every part of your life. It doesn't necessarily just have to be related to going and buying real estate assets. It could be in your personal life, could be with a therapist. A coach can have many different names. But for most of us, we want to figure out how can we bring out the most in ourselves so that we can then do the things that are most powerful and beneficial to us. Absolutely. That's huge. And I couldn't agree more. I think the power of a coach or a mentor is, is massive in you know, tra- the trajectory of you know, our potential. Um, I, I, know, I know I've talked to a number of people and you, know, you talk about the resistance of you know, paying for a coach or a mentor and, and that coming up. And I know I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have that same exact resistance. Um, what, in terms of, in terms of you know, obviously you want to have uh, incentives aligned and all that stuff when you're finding a mentor or coach. What are some tips that you would say to somebody who's kind of on the fence about, you know, 
what are some additional tips you'd say to somebody who's on the fence about maybe going to find a mentor or a coach? Because, you know, a lot of people here say, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. You know, how do I pick? There's so many coaches and mentors out there. How, yeah. how do I choose? What, what would you say to them? Yeah. So what I would say is I would ask some questions because that's what a good coach would do. Right. Because you have the answers within you and you just need to ask yourself a better set of questions. Why is this important to you? What do you believe is possible that you could get out of this? What is it specifically that you're looking to be coach or mentored on? What are these topics or strategies that you're looking for? Because for example, I work with a ton of clients one-to-one on personal development coaching. That's, it's high performance coaching. It's understanding how can you shift that mindset. And for those individuals, when they're coming to the table, they're looking and they believe that there's more available to them than they're currently seeing within their own life. They believe that, that they're capable of more, that they can earn more, that their team can do better, that they have so much potential, but they want to understand how to unlock it. They want to have that breakthrough so they can go to a whole nother level than where they're at today. And those people are looking specifically for, you know, to, to change their mindset. They might not think of it going into that, but that's, that's definitely a key part of it. On the other hand, if somebody was looking to say, grow as a multifamily operator, there's somebody who's working a job, they're making 200K a year, but they really want to leave that career because it's not something that lights them up inside and they want to become a multifamily operator, or maybe they want to do it part-time. Well, for somebody who's looking for that, they probably need that mindset development as well. But they're looking more for strategic mentorship. They're looking for consulting. They're looking for somebody who can help guide them down the path that's already been there. And yeah, maybe they also need that personal development. But the, the key thing, if you can understand those questions I started out with and where we ended up landing, is based on your answer, it's going to determine which of those directions you're going to go. And so you're going to start uh, weeding down and narrowing down the potential options. And then what I always recommend is go for somebody who you connect with, go for somebody who can relate to and go for somebody who's living the life that you want to live. That doesn't mean they have to be at the top echelon. They could be one or two steps ahead of you and you could get massive amounts of value. If somebody has $10 billion of assets and they're raising money from large institutions like Goldman Sachs, the mentorship that they're going to give me is going to be invaluable, but I might not be ready to receive it versus somebody who's one or two steps ahead of me. They've got a couple of deals under their belt. They've got three or four or five, 10,000 units, but they're in the business because I'm going to be in the business. I want to learn from somebody who has been down that path. And so these are the things you want to ask yourself. And then finally, the thing that I always look for is if there's an opportunity to have a community component, I think that's really valuable. It's not a requirement. Because coaching and mentorship, it depends on what you're looking for. But whenever there's the opportunity to get in proximity to other people who think like me, who have the potential for me to think like them or that I can look up to in some kind of way, shape or form, that is where real change happens. It's by getting surrounded by a bunch of people where you all of a sudden realize that you're not a weirdo for thinking the kind of entrepreneurial thoughts that you're thinking. And it ends up empowering you to be able to step up to a whole nother level because now you're surrounded by people who are already doing what you want to do. And you realize like, well, man, I really like this guy, but he's kind of an idiot. If he can do it, I can definitely do it. And I've had a few of those moments and uh, it's really motivating. 
Yeah, I think you make a ton of great points. I love the fact that you ended on community because it's so huge. You know, since we got started in the multifamily investing community, it's been massive. You know, I mean, just just even us just connecting to today. I mean, it's huge, right? Just learning so much. And it's it's always so giving, right? I mean, if you can, like you said, if you can surround yourself with people who are doing the stuff that you want to do, bounce ideas, just talk back and forth. It's, it's amazing. And I also want to make another point that you kind of brought up earlier was, you know, it's okay to have, you know, many coaches or many mentors, right? You don't have just one and as you stick with that for the rest of your life, you're going to evolve and all of these other things. And another thing that I'd like to say is that, you know, look at these free resources that are out. Look at your podcast, Stephen, right? Um, I basically can consider you a mentor or a coach just from listening to your podcast, right? Just from some of the stuff you're putting on there, some of the guests you've brought on. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff coming out there. And I think that uh, most people, they, they could miss that just because, oh, it's just a podcast or whatever. No, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff coming on there. So I think it's definitely appropriate for our listeners to explore that as well. Well, when I got started in the business, I listened to hundreds and hundreds of hours of podcasts. I was just, when I get into something, I'm obsessed, become really good at it very quickly because I need to just through osmosis, learn as much as I can. But there's a point where you have to switch from, learning to action. The faster you can do it, the better. But podcasts and all the free resources and books, every book is a mentorship relationship with that author. You're just not, you don't ever get to talk or connect with them. Maybe, maybe you have that opportunity. But at the core of it, you use these free resources to fill and to get up to date and up to speed on all this information that's out there. And then once you're ready, once you've built that relationship with the host, with the trainer, with the author, whatever that is, once you feel that connection to what they're talking about, then that's when you join a training program with them. Or after you've watched a webinar with them and you're like, man, I really like what they have to say. I don't have to go deeper. I know that I can just make a decision because the most successful people make fast decisions and they move forward and they trust their decisions. So they, they move forward through them. And they can just make that decision that, hey, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to go and do this program or learn this lesson or whatever that is because coaching and mentorship and training and the community can all bring you to another level. It's up to you to decide how quickly you're willing and ready to do it because you could go and try to find all of your own information, but sometimes it can be beneficial to follow one set of guidelines until you get to completion, until you've actually seen it. And then you you, instead of borrowing my belief that it's possible for you, you own the belief because mm. you've felt it and seen it yourself. Love that, man. Love that. You know, I've, I've taken a lot away from this conversation personally, and I know our listeners have as well. But uh, before we run out of time, we want to make sure to shine the spotlight on you, Stephen. So tell us about you, your company, and what else you have going on. If you liked what we talked about today, the biggest recommendation I can have for you is that right now you click onto your podcasting app or on YouTube and you go subscribe to the Investor Mindset Podcast and you take a listen and dive in. We've got a ton of resources. We've got a ton of free things that we give away, just a ton of value. And if you're looking to take a next step, there's an option and a way that you can take it from there to be able to go to another level, whether you're an operator, whether you're looking to passively invest. And if you are on that passive investing side, I highly recommend you head over to the investormindset.com slash passive, the investormindset.com slash passive, and you grab a copy of the Passive Investor Playbook. It's a, it's a deep dive into passive investing. If you've been doing it for years, you're still going to learn something from it. If you're just getting started, it's the exact information that you're going to know to not make some of the biggest mistakes that people make. Um, so go grab a copy of that, totally free. And obviously, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that on our website or you can just send a DM on any of the social media 
and someone from my team or myself will get in touch and we'll go from there. Love that, Steve. And we're going to make sure to put all those links in the show notes. And we obviously, we highly recommend our listeners to check out your podcast and check out your free resources. We talk, you know, we speak to a lot of passive investors. So I know your message is definitely welcome uh, here on this show. So we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you guys. And thank you for putting together a community of people who are like-minded and they want more from life. And so give your guys uh, a little bit of credit. Make sure you guys go drop a review for these guys if they've been listening so they can reach even more people on the algorithm. And then for all the listeners, there's something from this conversation that stuck out to you. There's something that was valuable in some way, shape or form, whether it's really a big idea or it's something really small. Ask yourself the question, what am I going to act upon today? And put, put it in your calendar and go act, go take the action, go download the free resource, go subscribe to the pod, whatever that is for you, do it right now. Because in 10, 20 seconds from now, you're going to be onto something else. And you'll have lost that momentum that you had in this moment to make a change happen in your life. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Listeners, take Stephen's words seriously. This is, this is important stuff. So make sure, jump on it now, take advantage while you can. So again, Stephen, really appreciate you coming on the show. Hope to have you back soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.